0: Welcome to the Everything Building Envelope podcast. On this show, we discuss topics relating to the exterior building envelope, such as waterproofing, glazing, cladding, roofing, and more. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. For previous episodes, show notes, and bonus video content, check out our website, everythingbuildingenvelope.com. Welcome, everyone, to our Everything Building Envelope podcast. I'm Chris Matthews, President and Principal for GCI Consultants, and I'm your host today. I'm really excited about our guests today. We have multiple guests from FIU professors who will be talking to us about the wall of wind and other research projects that they do there on exterior building performance during hurricanes. So we've got Ioannis, Amal, and SJ, and I'll let you guys introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about what you do at FIU. And looking forward to our conversation.
1: Great, thank you. It's uh, Ioannis. This is from uh, FIU. I'm an Associate Professor in the Department of Civil and Environmental Engineering. And I'm also the Co-Director of the Laboratory for Wind Engineering Research, which is part of the Extreme Events Institute, also uh, at FIU. Amal?
2: Hi, this is Amal Elawadi. Thank you again for the invitation. Yeah, I'm an assistant professor in the Civil Engineering Department uh, at FIU. I'm also a member of the Wall of Wind team and Extreme Event SQ. And my area of research and teaching is uh, is related to wind and the structure interactions in, in general. And, uh, yeah, uh, SJ, thank you.
3: Uh, yeah, this is uh, Singja Lee, typically goes by, go by SJ. Uh, first of all, thank you for your invitation. Uh, so I'm currently work uh, associate professor uh, in the same, de- <coughs> same department, civil and environmental engineering at FIU and a uh, researcher at the wall of wind, uh, testing facility at FIU and also NSF uh, with IUCRC uh, center with Yanis and Among. I-, I studied at the University of uh, Illinois at Urbana-Champaign and moved to Miami in 2014 and I mostly work on um, the numerical modeling in various areas in civil engineering, including uh, structural engineering and geomechanics. But so before coming to the US, um, I, I briefly worked at LG Chemical in Korea. I'm not sure if you know about that company uh, as a facade research engineer. Now, I think uh, they, they changed the name to LG Houses. So then I, I learned a lot uh, about the details, how the facade is designed. Tested, manufactured, and uh, installed. So here at FIU, I'm I'm currently working on a FASAD project with uh, Amal and uh, Dr. Chaudhary is not present here today, but he's the director of the wind uh, Wall of Wind Wind Engine the Testing Facility. So I, I look forward to talking about uh, those projects more in this podcast. soon. So I hope this is enough for my introduction. It thank you.
0: Great. Well, thank you all for agreeing to talk to us today. I think if you know a little bit about what we do, we at GCI are out inspecting buildings all the time for the effects of actual hurricanes on those buildings. So I'm super excited to to talk to you guys today and learn more about the research work you're doing. So Ioannis, can you just give us a little general background on the Wall of Wind, uh, what some of the work you guys do there and why it's important? To the industry
1: absolutely so our program the wind engineering program i think is a legacy of park and andrew uh, at fiu we started with uh international hiking research center ihrc following that tragic event 20 plus years ago uh, one of the laboratories under the national hurricane research center is the wind engineering uh, group we went through different uh, iterations of the, the facility. At the very beginning, there were like two a portable system with two fans uh, back in 2005, if I'm not mistaken. That was very challenging but very interesting also. Uh, we carried out some research using that portable system, uh, gasoline engines and uh, very loud,
0: <laughs> yeah, right. but
1: very useful also. And then that got us excited. Uh, we also managed to secure some more funding and we upgraded the system to a six fan uh, system. Which was much more capable, obviously. We could test larger specimens and go higher in terms of wind speed. Finally, precisely 20 years from Team 92, when & and Andrew happened, we inaugurated the current version of the Wall of Wind, the 12 fan system. Major upgrade there. We have 12 fans, uh, electric systems so of 700 horsepower each. Uh, We're capable to generate up to 157 miles per hour wind speeds, which is approximately equivalent to a Hurricane 5 category. Uh, We have a flow management system to kind of like treat the flow before it reaches the the, the turntable of the specimens, the the models that we test. So we try to simulate, scientifically simulate the flow field, uh, what we call the atmospheric boundary layer. The unique advantage of the Wall of Wind is obviously the size. It's the largest academic-based facility, like a large wind tunnel, if you may. So right. we, can, uh, we can do testing at different scales, uh, starting from a small scale that you see in a typical wind tunnel, one to 200, one to 100. Uh, but we can go up to a full scale, one to one. We can test like smaller structures or building components at uh, full scale. And we can also do that at high Reynolds number. This is another scientific term, but it's very important. So we can go up to, as I said, 157 miles per hour at full scale, which is very important. On top of that, we can introduce wind-driven rain into the flow. We have some sprinklers on the front of the fans, and we can uh, scientifically do that and study the wind-driven rain impact on uh, the models that we test. So, again, we have the 12 funds. There is a building that uh, houses the Halloween. We have a staging area where we can prepare for the test. We That's where we use you know, the, the instrument, the models, and then we move them to the uh, turntable to test them. We can do also destructive testing. That's another major advantage. It's an open uh, jet facility. So we remove all the instrumentation, obviously. We don't want to damage the instruments. And we can go up to maximum wind speed and see how the different models perform, the full-scale, as I said, like structure, and see what is the impact of this extreme wind on, on, on different buildings or different building components. At the moment, we have projects that are funded by federal grants, by state agencies, and also private industry. And let's not forget that this is FIU, Florida International University, so our focus is also educating our students and uh, wall wind plays a major role in that we teach we have different courses in wind engineering and uh, both our undergraduate and graduate students are exposed to this research we bring them to the lab and show them the type of work that we do Uh, we're always like you know current with uh, you know what is happening and they know uh, not only from a research perspective but also practical perspective uh, what wind engineering is about how we uh, the work that we do in the lab ended up uh, ends up in the building code or the wind standard, the ESE standard. So, this is very beneficial for our students as well. And uh, I guess as a closing statement uh, on this, like, you know, in your question, with the research we do at the World of Wings, we, we try to quantify and communicate the, the hurricane risks and losses. And at the same time, we want also to mitigate the impact. So, we do a lot of, like, research related to mitigation. And obviously, sustainability is another big one or theme, research theme, in our uh, research agenda. And that applies all these different themes apply on different types of, like residential buildings, commercial buildings, infrastructure, power lines, all different kind of things.
0: So a lot of what we do involves water leakage and wind damage, kind of the combination of that. As you guys are doing with your when you're introducing water into your testing, I was curious can you give us an example of that someone who's not a professor like me could understand yeah. are you introducing the water before there's damage from the wind as the wind is damaged how does the water play into some of your investigations of the wind effect yeah
1: yeah that's that's a very good question uh we do both actually uh so we Comes with rain, obviously, and that's what we do in the lab. That's what we try to simulate. So when we turn on the fans, and if it is a wind driven rain type of project, we're going to introduce also the rain component into the flow. Now, how do we carry out the test? Depends on the application. So I can talk about one of my projects, and I guess Amal and SJ will talk a lot more about the facade project that they did recently. But I think I, I completed that project about like two years ago. It was a collaboration between FIU and uh, Florida Tech. a colleague uh, that we have there, is Jean-Paul Pinelli, Professor Pinelli, and our focus was uh, interior damage. So, specific to your question, in this case, we simulated the damage ahead of time or different damage scenarios on low-rise buildings, uh, the typical low-rise residential structure, and we assume that we have a broken window or a portion of the roof is missing. And then we introduced the rain component, and we wanted to see how the the, the water is distributed on the interior compartments of our model. We had different rules. So depending on the damage scenario or the damage level, we could quantify the level of damage on the interior of the building due to water intrusion. So that was one example. In other cases, we do like uh, the, the model is intact, but we have a strong wind, Damage might happen. We add the water component and see what happens, you know, and it could be like related to, I don't know, like a, a shutters, or it could be like a sliding doors. We have done some projects or a roofing element, and we want to see how much water goes inside the house during the strong wind event and after the damage is initiated.
0: Okay, interesting, yes. So we're kind of doing that on a very rudimentary scale in the field when we're investigating some of these buildings that have been affected by wind and we're water testing afterward because lots of times we get reports from the building occupants that something that wasn't leaking prior to the storm and doesn't exhibit a lot of visible evidence of damage is now leaking during regular thunderstorms, that kind of thing. Yes. So...
1: Yeah, we got similar feedback from different partners, industry partners, I would say. And that is basically the reason we started doing research in that field and Amal and SJ they did that project and they, they're gonna have a lot more to share, I guess.
0: Okay. All right. Well and maybe that leads us right into the project that you guys worked on, Amal and SJ. Can you tell us some about that?
2: Yeah, thank you, Anne, for the great introduction. I think it will make my talk easier. So basically this project was funded by Web Center, WebCenter. Web Center which is a collaboration between industry, NSF, National Science Foundation, and um, academic institutions. FIU and Texas Tech and FIT are part of the uh, center, Uh, so we have a site at FIU basically. So the industry partners were interested to see how the facade is like certain types of curtain wall systems are behaving uh, against wind and wind-driven rain. The interests are coming from uh, industry, like manufacturers, like Kermastalisa, um, and also insurance companies, because they wanted to see like, uh, the projections of like uh, insurance claims, for example, uh, after hurricanes or water intrusion. Sometimes it's, uh, it's all about water intrusion, not the damage of the facade itself so uh, there was like a high interest in that project from our industry partners and um, we worked with uh with the manufacturer in in the group which is the thermostalisa to uh, design like a full-scale specimen representing two types of facades. they provided us with a single skin facade and a double scan facade system uh, thanks to the large uh, section of the wall of wind we were able to test a full scale model. So we, we didn't reduce the, the specimen or scale it down at any point. We used like a full scale model of the specimen. Uh, we created like a small room from that facade. The dimensions, SJ, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, it was like around 16 by, by 8 feet length and width, with uh, about like 12 feet uh, height.
3: Yeah, so 12 and so, uh, 6, you're right
2: and okay, and the uh, we the single scan um we tested two different configurations, one representing like a smooth facade with no uh protrusion elements, and the other one we wanted to mimic like the case where we have like a shading devices which the industry use or for architectural reasons
0: sun shades on the exterior of the curtain wall uh
2: no we we' we were collaborating like I was taking care of the experimental part and SJ uh, was uh, taking care of the numerical simulation. So, so basically, there was two methods used in that project. We wanted to test the specimen ex- experimentally and, and then try to simulate the same experiment in, uh, like using numerical simulations. And then we can extend that to like a parameter study. I will let SJ talk more about the numerical form. So I was just trying to give an overview of the experiment. Sure. So for the single scan facade, we, as I said, like we tested a, a smooth surface and uh, another surface was vertical fins or vertical shading device to see how, the, the main objective basically was the, how the addition of that fin, is important from aesthetic like point of view and architectural point of view, but how it would impact the performance of the structure, um, how the vibration would be different. And is there any correlation between when the induced vibrations and water intrusion? So, we applied like wind driven rain, like what Yanis was mentioning, mm-hmm. to see at different wind speeds, different wind directions, to see how they are correlated, um, both wind induced vibration and wind driven rain for both cases, like the flat surface and the surface shading device. Uh, yeah, it's just You yeah, want to talk so, a bit about the nickel form?
3: Right. So, thank you. Thank you, Amal. So, I, I'm collaborating with Amal uh, on this project. So, definitely the Framework, uh, we like to develop this kind of integrated experimental and numerical uh, analysis framework for the facade system. So definitely, our objective, uh, one of the objectives would be uh, to to inform uh, design standard for curtain or facade industry mm-hmm. uh, regarding that the wind-induced resonant vibration of the facade system. So ASC seven standard says the structures with uh, natural frequencies above one hertz not need to be analyzed for wind-induced uh, dynamic effects. So this criterion was originally developed with a typical building size in mind, but um, this has been often uh, viewed by the, some practitioners uh, as also applicable to building facades and which are much smaller and stiffer. So it was reported uh, that many facades failed because of the wind-induced resonant vibrations and their and definitely their natural frequencies are clearly above one hertz because it's smaller and steeper so building façade. so the one hertz criterion can be clearly misleading so what we are doing is AMAL is responsible for the experiment testing at the wall of wind and we use that experiment data to calibrate the numerical model we developed using finite element method so we cannot model uh, so well Finally method, uh, every continuous system is a discretized into a smaller so-called finite element. And then uh, we just um, mathematically model that system into a set of um, the linear equations and solve that in, in computer. And the beauty of this approach is we can do some parametric studies without any experiment, further experiment at the wall of wind. So we calibrate the model uh, based on the acceleration and strain uh, data we obtained at the wall of wind. And then we just make the system um, to be calibrated based on data such so that it can perform as shown, as observed at the wall of wind experiment facility. And then we just do some kind of parametric studies like um, different wind direction, different wind speed. And also we just change some properties by changing the size of the frames and also change the thickness of glass and also change the properties of the silicon glazing and so on and so forth. And then we can study the wind induced vibration of the different systems in the computer by changing those parameters. So that, that is the beauty of this approach. So we definitely want to investigate the interrelation between the wind induced resonant vibration and the water intrusion, because water intrusion is actually the real problem in right. many cases so that damages the damage is interior and utility inside the building. So how, well, definitely the wind induced vibration with more wind induced vibration, and there it is likely to have uh, more water intrusion in, in the inside the building. So we try to better understand the correlation between these two phenomena. So that is uh, definitely one thing. And also I, I work with Dr. Chaudhary. So this is kind of related project, but we also use the same specimen. With focus on the upper part in the facade system. So often, you know, the facade system has the upper part like window,
0: right? Um, even for the
3: curtain wall. But the main thing here is often that the upper parts just fail because of fatigue in the hardware. So that is caused by different often different natural frequencies between the upper parts and the main facade. So that is affecting that the hardware. And that, that causes a fatigue failure. So we also try to look at failure mechanism through this uh, kind of integrated uh, experimental and numerical um, analysis framework.
0: And you assess that further through your modeling program? Or did you test actually test different hardware in the wall of wind? Or was that more through the modeling program?
3: So we first need to do the testing. So we already tested. And then we saw the behavior, dynamic behavior of the operable parts. We put the sensors, the accelerometers and the strain gauges, and then we got the data, and then uh, we calibrate our numerical model with the operable parts so that it can behave the same as we observed in the experiment facility uh, based on the uh, acceleration and the strain gauge. And then we can better understand the mechanism of the failure. So we indeed saw some different frequencies, between natural frequencies of the opal um, part and the main passage system. And we believe that is somehow affecting uh, the failure mechanism, the fatigue failure mechanism of the hardware.
0: Interesting. As, as I had mentioned, you know, you know, we're out looking at these failures in the real world after the hurricane. And I don't think that that concept has even been considered at, at the point in the process that we are, because all the discussion is buffeting winds, opening joints, those kinds of things, but it's not this vibration component that that you're investigating. Yeah. Vibration
3: is a big issue. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, yeah, so we are seeing some limited number of research in this topic, and hopefully we can contribute to the body of knowledge. Great, great,
0: great. Well, and as you said, ultimately, from the industry standpoint, it's the mitigation factors, right? Once you guys understand Mm -hmm. better how to make these systems perform better, then we in the industry can respond to that and design accordingly.
3: Sure, yeah, Yeah. definitely. In academia, we first start with uh, understanding characterization, and then mitigation will be followed for sure, yes. Right. Sorry, Amal, I think you you wanted to say something.
2: No, I was uh, seconding like, your comment here. Yeah. Having an industry partner in that project, collaborating with us, helping us with the uh, installation and you know specimen design was uh, very, like, it was essential, actually, because we we didn't want to, to change anything that happens in reality, in the real life, like there in the side, from what we are testing. So we wanted to be, like, very accurate, uh, replicating, like, a real-case scenario and test So we can really inform like uh, a meaningful result. So it was very also very important to have uh, industry experience helping us to advance this knowledge actually.
0: Yes, well and it sounds to me from your description of your test specimens that they were similar to what we would test for certification of windows, doors, curtain walls, etc. for both the impact resistance, water (laughs) resistance, and structural. Um, Go ahead, sorry.
2: Oh, sorry for interruption. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. This is an uh, interesting part because we wanted to test like in a, a proper way, but it's not replicating the certification testing. So basically, w- we have some questions about like the um, how the certification testing is uh, is realistic and um, to to assess like the wind-induced vibration or wind-driven rain uh, performance of the of the sand. because currently, like the for example, uh, the static Pressure testing. That that is not presenting a real dynamic wind effect on on the facade, right? Right. Uh, having like just one fan focused on one panel is is not is not replicating the case. So uh, we we have some certain questions related to the certification testing, and we wanted to assess. That in in the lab, by measuring like or by trying to replicate the real case, uh, a, a real case or a real life scenario basically for wind and rain together so for for rain for wind, for example, we tested wind speed from ninety miles per hour all, all the way up to one forty mile per hour for rain as well, we wanted to simulate a, a wind driven rain case scenario that happens during hurricane events so by matching what real rain events that were reported in the future. So how is that close to the uh, certificate? This is a whole new question or another question that we are trying to answer in that project as well.
0: Right, and that's, I think that could have a big impact as, as well moving forward in the industry if the certification testing was more representative of real, you know, real conditions. Not just a static pressure test, as you mentioned, you know real re- these specific laboratory tests, which maybe don't really replicate what these systems are exposed to at least in all in the areas we're talking about coastal regions, where there's hurricanes, those kinds of things, and we talk about that a lot when we're consulting with architects, designers, in that here's what the code requires here's the certification of these systems, what they meet but you're building this condominium on the beach where a hurricane will come. It's just a matter of when. And do you want to design it to a higher standard so you get better performance, which would go all the way back to the certification testing if we were really doing it the right way. so that that would be great feedback. It'll, I'm sure it'll take a long time, but if if you if your research came back all the way to the industry and we looked at it from the so from the certification standpoint. I think we get a lot better performance in our buildings moving forward.
2: Yeah, we hope to get feedback from our industry partners and interested parties. Um, yeah. policy policymakers. I'm sure that will take time, but uh, I think that that was like a first step.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned Delisa was your kind of your system provider for your testing, and we've worked with them specifically on building real project in Miami Beach, that kind of thing, big condominium projects with their systems. So. They're a great partner and representative of what's being built right now.
2: Oh, that's interesting to know. Yeah. 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 They they were a great uh, partner in the project. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I thank you guys so much for joining us today. I think I got most of what you were explaining. Some of it's over my head, but... It's super interesting and we really appreciate your joining us in our podcast. I think our listeners are going to get a lot from the conversation. Any closing remarks that any of you have that you'd like to finish up with? Thank you
1: for providing us uh, with the opportunity, you know, to discuss and present what we do at the Wall of Wings. I should mention that, you know, again like uh, Wall of Wind is part of an academic institution FIU so the focus is educating the students but at the same time you know we we try to <laughs> stay close to the industry and to listen to the problems they have and I guess it, the discussion we we'll had today is a great example of how things started uh, doing research for a real problem you know and staying connected to the industry that always helps us be relevant. You know, the research we do is practical, a practical application, a problem that exists out there. And we try to investigate that in the the lab. So again, thank you for the time you gave us today to discuss all these things.
0: Yeah. And I can definitely attest to the fact that it's a real problem (laughs) because we're (laughs) out looking at buildings every day that could have performed much better. Um, even when there's not catastrophic damage. So I think the work you guys are doing is right on track with what is needed moving forward. So thank you again for joining us today. We invite all of our listeners to investigate our services more on www.gciconsultants.com. I thank our guests from FIU and I look forward to talking with you again on our next Everything Building Envelope podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. For more information on the Everything Building Envelope, previous episodes, show notes, bonus video content, and much more, check out our website, everythingbuildingenvelope.com.